If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and a $1 tip? This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Ackner. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This is the podcast where every episode we walk you through a story song. And this mm-hmm. week we're doing one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. Mm-hmm. Which is George, one song. Yeah. By George <laughs> Thorogood. Um, and if you don't know who that is, that's the guy who did Bad to the Bone. And yes. And that's all you need to know. Um, other I mean, songs as well. well episode saying, over. Right. I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's the one he's known for. Uh, he does have yeah. other songs, like, for instance, a one bourbon, one bourbon. a one scotch, and one beer, which we're going to talk about. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, why don't you take the next 10 to 15 minutes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael and I are going to go out for a smoke break, and you tell the audience uh, yeah. what happens in this song. Well, you know what's really funny is that though the song is, uh, like, an opus, the story is pretty straightforward. Um, basically, uh, a man, let's call him George comes home, uh, Friday night to let his landlady know that he lost his job and he fights with said landlady. Uh, but he says, it's okay. I'm going to get my, I'm going to get the rent. Uh, turns out he doesn't. Uh, and after a couple of times of not getting her the rent, uh, she tries to kick him out. Uh, so he goes to a friend's house. The friend says, I can't let you stay. My wife won't let me, won't let you stay. So he goes back to the landlady, lies to her uh, to grab his stuff, runs away, and uh, goes to a bar where he sort of commiserates with the bartender that he can't find his uh, girlfriend, that he, uh, you know, lost his baby, and uh, drowns his sorrows in uh, the same drinks over and over and over again. A tale as old as time. So, uh, <laughs> pathetic alcoholic, loses his job, almost certainly because he was drinking on the job. I'd imagine. Goes to his friend and his friend's girlfriend or wife very, very wisely. Um, oh, yeah. Does not let this dirtbag loser alcoholic into her house. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to a bar and, and gets drunk. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Our hero. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pretty good little Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's true. Yeah. He's like, and what a week it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you a story about the house in blue. I come home one Friday, had to tell her landlady I done lost my job. She said that don't confront me, long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday I come, I didn't get the rent, and out the door I went. So you're at the bar. Right. Right. 
you're like you're waiting for your friend you know mm-hmm. he's he's texting you like i'm gonna be there in 10 minutes and you're like all right it's cool man i'm just gonna hang out have a have a drink at the bar you know whenever you got here it's great yep and uh this this whole guy sits down next to you right and he's oh, clearly yeah. like way too comfortable with this bar like he's oh yeah like, you know what i mean like th- he's been sitting in that seat like since you know reagan was in office right and, um, <laughs> yeah 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 He's got then, his own spot. And you're you're Norm. You're, he's Norm. You're trying yeah. your you're trying your best, right? Cuz you don't want to just get up and walk out. You know, no. you want to leave. So you want you want to sit at the bar you're waiting for your friend, you know. Uh you don't want to be like too obvious about it, but you're trying to do the like, you know, your arms that like, you're kind of turning like <laughs> you know, you're watching like the the European soccer game that's on the TV, right, right. you know, pretending like you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Yeah, I'm yeah. really I'm really into this." <laughs> uh. Um what is and, that, uh, cricket? Is that cricket on the TV? <laughs> oh, my God. I got money on this cricket game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm super into snooker. This is, uh, <laughs> this is straight from, uh, from the BBC. I got to watch this. It's really important. Oh, man. Um, so, the but only you're, reason you know, I'm at this bar. You're trying, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You're trying. This is the only place that gets BBC 8, so I got to watch this. Uh, but you're trying with your body language, you know, best you can to be like, I really don't want to, I really don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. just doing my own thing here. Uh, and, uh, the guy gets his drink and then he goes, I want to tell you a story. And you're like, all right, here oh, we go. Man. Here we go. I'm We're in it now. now. See, I think, yeah, I think, now. I think you get ah. to the, yeah, I think you get to the point where you, you start, you realize that you're like, oh, I've looked at the TV for too long. So yeah. just to do, cause you kind of have to, to like, see whether he's still there. You do the sort of like flyby with your eyes, not yep. looking at him, but looking over him as if to be like, Hey, is Bill here yet? Yeah. And then he. <laughs> For some, somehow he locks eyes with you for a second, and that's yeah. when he says, "Want to tell you a story?" And you're like, "Oh my god, I was so close!" Yeah. And then he goes on for an excessive amount of time. Well, then to that's tell the you thing. And then he's just then he's just off to the races, and he is just oh, yeah, talking, talking, and you're doing the like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. tough. Ugh, yeah. I, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, Been I there. Know. You know, and they're always like, "Yeah." So then Bob. It was like, you can't be drinking on the job. And I'm like, screw you, Bob. You know what that's like, right? And you're like, yeah. no. I, but I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then They're it's always, like. Yeah. And then he's like in the middle, like in the middle of like a long paragraph. He just suddenly throws out something misogynistic. And you're right. like, <laughs> and you're like, should I, should I go back and address that? Or should like, because you're already, now you just like yeah. went right past it. Like you're, you're, you're already on your way. So I guess. But then like. By by being like, mm-hmm, like I'm kind of in, I'm kind of endorsing it. Like I'm in, I'm like, you know. Yeah, uh, it's tough. Yeah, 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 it's rough. I this don't know how often minefield. that happens. This is a real minefield. Like I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure for a, a woman, it's like a different experience. Oh, um, yeah. But I, like, I don't know how often like strange men just like start rambling onto you. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it does happen. But like, Michael probably knows like the, the, and then like you get the hand on the shoulder like the the strange man is just suddenly is like touching you and you're like I don't how am, I don't you know what I mean and He's in some ways it's, in some ways it's almost harder for us and and I'm not like I'm just saying in this particular situation cuz like you know it, like if if a man starts touching a woman right like everyone in the bar is going to be like hey buddy chill out but like when a, one guy mm-hmm. does this to another guy it's kind of like should I make a a big deal about this like now you're right, kind of right. rubbing my shoulder I'm not really happy right. about like 
It's a it's a whole thing. So anyway, <laughs> Dan, this take, this opened up a whole a whole thing with. Look, you. I've been in this situation a lot. I'm just saying, like I'm genuinely like I'm a big guy. I'm friendly, you know, yeah. for the most part. So people feel like they can open up to me. It, right, it happens right. a lot. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Step one, Dan, and this is this is advice for not just bars but for life. Be less yeah. friendly. I know. Well, yeah, I know. I think, so. but I think I just I have. A, so. I'm not even that friendly. I think I just have a friendly looking face. You know, people just like come up and start talking to me especially especially alcoholic old men who yeah. come up to me <laughs> who haven't paid the rent sit next to me at the bar <laughs> put their head on my shoulder and are like want to tell you a story about the the house rent boogie uh come home <laughs> one friday had to tell my landlady i lost my job yeah. um now we were just discussing this we think it's supposed to be she said that don't concern me although listening to the song he definitely says she said that don't conf- confront me, yeah. which is not a word. Uh, confront I mean, is, a word. is a word. Maybe no, no, he says he's he says come front, not confront like with an right. N with an M. He says it. That is not a word. But I, I, I mean, I whatever it is, concern probably makes sense there. I don't know. This is like a, you know. Yeah. Revved up like a douche situation <laughs> where it's supposed he's, to be deuce, but he's clearly not saying the word deuce. Right, right. He's right. saying something else. So I I think George Thurgood is also I, I think he's he's throwing the blues on real heavy. So I think the you know, the sound, you know, he's he's not being very particular with his words. Yeah, no, which I think I mean, he's, is good. Yeah, he's mumbling up a storm. Like yeah. you know, yeah. he's basically like He's got like a mouthful of marbles, essentially. Right. Like he's, he's doing this. <laughs> but um, but um, I I do sort of like you know we're, we're like a lot of songs would be like oh man I don't I don't have the I don't have the money for the rent, mm-hmm. and so there's a whole long story about how he gets the money for the rent, you know. Right. And I love how this is just like I don't have the money for the rent, and she's like all right well get it by next Friday. And then yeah. it's like, next line is like, next Friday came and I didn't have the rent. <laughs> like, that's right, it. Right. Like, right. he did not try for a second no. to get no. the money. Like, he no. literally sat in his room watching, like, reruns of Family uh, Feud, right? <laughs> Just, like, drinking whiskey straight out of the bottle. And then all of a sudden was like, oh, crap, it's next Friday at three. It and is- she's knocking at the door. I don't care that you lost your job. As, as long as I get the rent money, I'm probably not going to pay you the rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not. I, I, that money is come and gone. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the rent. I had money for drinks, but I did not have the money for rent. <laughs> yeah, and again, I want to be clear. I am not going to try for the next like seven yeah. days. I will do nothing to get mm-hmm. myself out of this predicament. Yeah. I, in no way am I going to. You're going to be here a week from now, and we're going to be in the exact same spot because it. It would be great if there was a. It, this being like a real like like gravelly blues song, if there was a whole verse about him writing his resume, <laughs> <laughs> just, being like, just being like, and so I sat down to my typewriter and I, I figured out the best formatting to update my resume. They have great, they have great resume help at the library. I never know how much of my education to put down. <laughs> There's a whole verse about font uh, selection. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what yeah, rhymes yeah. with Helvetica? In this song, it doesn't matter. Nothing rhymes. No, no, that's true. <laughs> the beginning of this song is not sung, we should say, as well. Oh, yeah, no. This, this oh, yeah, song, there's, there's no melody. The beginning of this song is George Thurgood playing, uh, playing guitar 
and yeah. telling us a story. He was not aware they were recording, right? <laughs> like they were just the the band was just playing, and he just started telling this long rambling story. Um, right, right. And, and then he was just like halfway through, was like, I guess we could sing a chorus now. I guess. Guys, you have to tell me this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I That's had no idea. Did you know? I didn't know. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Color me surprised. I mean, in some ways, it's good because I really do need to get home and work on my resume because I I want to send out. <laughs> I'm, I I got a calendar and I'm setting a schedule. I'm sending out 20 yeah. resumes a day, right? Yeah. Because here's the I figure it's a numbers game, right? You just yeah. got to you got to sure, get it out there. You know what Cast I mean? Wide net. You're right, George. You're right. That's right. The yeah, uh, yeah. I I I would love <laughs> if she asks him, you know, did you even look for a job? And he says, um, looking for a job is my job right yeah. now. So I get up, I make sure I get up at eight o'clock. Yep. I have my coffee. I get dressed. That's important. That is I important. Get dressed. I yes. get out of those PJs. Gotta get showered and dressed. Make your bed. Gotta make your bed. Yep. Then I get to it. Yeah. 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 Then I None of at- this stuff happened with our uh, protagonist. Yeah. I mean, speaking <laughs> as someone who, who was out of work for a little while, right, um, right. you get up, you take a mm-hmm. shower, mm-hmm. you get dressed, you have your breakfast, you sit down at your computer. You look at Reddit for seven and a half hours, uh, <laughs> and then you panic and send out a bunch of misspelled resumes to a bunch of random jobs. Um, right, right. And then that's yep. it. And, and that's, that's right. you that's know how that works. That's how you because you have to, you have to have a plan. You got to be disciplined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Twenty, 20 minutes of cats playing the piano on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Finding when, just the right clip art for the header of your resume. Yeah. And then you think to your and then you think to yourself, you're like. Am I a video curator? Can I put yeah. that down on my resume? Can I do that? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at figuring out what I like to watch. Yeah. So is that a thing? Can I make that a thing? <laughs> Back to a song that we're talking about. This landlady, she seems at the beginning like she's a real stickler. Yeah. But she is forgiving. Mm-hmm. She's, she's forgiving. Because he says, oh, next Friday, out the door I went. She kicks him out. But then he's like, listen, can you let me slide? I'll have the rent for you in a month or next. I don't know. So she let she let him slide. She let him back in. For the record, we're we're at our first eviction of this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, our yeah. last. Yeah, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Not our last. This song um, is long enough that there are multiple evictions. Yeah, yeah. I do like it. He's like, for five years, she was so nice. She was so lovey-dovey. Obviously, she was nice because you had the rent money. Now you yeah, don't well, have the rent money. So then obviously, she's, she's not going to be nice. You're acting like this came out of nowhere. No, the, the reason is because you don't have the money for the rent. Like, this is yeah. how renting works. Every he month, says, yeah. you give her a set amount of money. And when, right. and when you don't have that money, then there's a problem. When you're living in her, in her building for free, she's going to be less nice about it. Yeah, well, exactly. Because he, he says, he's, he's like, um, oh, so she let me, uh, you know, slide it on. I could I, I chill out for a month or two. Yeah. And then he says, you know, I notice when I come home in the evening, she ain't got nothing nice to say to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you're not yeah. paying her the rent. Yeah. Oh, she, for five years, she was fine. But the moment I have an issue, she's yeah, not yeah. lovey-dovey anymore. Right. What, also, I, thought, I thought we were friends, Janice. Yeah. <laughs> also, the lovey-dovey with the landlady, ew. Oh, my God. But the way he says that, I love that. Oh, she was lovey-dovey. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Rober are super nice, but the minute they didn't have the, <laughs> right. the oh, rent money. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Or true. the minute like... they, they tried to hide the fact that they had a puppy and then later a kitten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, that's, a, um, that, like, that, that's actually a really good episode is the one where business at the restaurant slows down and Jack doesn't have the rent and then Mr. Rober breaks his kneecaps. 
um, just teach him a lesson. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. like it's harrowing, like it's but it's like real stuff, you know, like it's real. Yeah, you're um, like this is how it really happens. The uh, the best part of that is after uh, you know Mr. Roper beats Jack senseless with yeah. a crowbar. <laughs> he uh, Norman Fell turns to the camera with a little <laughs> smile, a little smile, and like he wipes the sweat from his brow with his ascot, which is a nice. Uh, <laughs> A nice touch. That, that was Mr. Furley. No, oh, I Mr. know. Furley. But he didn't, he didn't also wear. I guess he didn't. I, no, he no. wore a sweater and a and a collared shirt, and I, he would turn to the camera with a smug look on his face. I guess that's true. And it was true. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Furley wore the ascot, and Mrs. Roper wore the caftan. I guess. Yeah, she wore a caftan. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a delight she was. She's probably like. <laughs> She's probably like 35. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, people, seem, people seem so much older back then. Oh it's always amazing when you look it up and you're just like, <laughs> they were 27? I always thought they were like yeah. in their 40s. Oh, my God. Let's- well, because also everyone had kids at 20. So, like, right, right, they would right, be right. in a show and they would have, like, teenage kids. And meanwhile, they're, like, 34 years old, you know? And they've lived, like, a hard life. Um, we need to we need to make a pact right here right now that the three of us do not look up how old the Ropers were. <laughs> oh when no, that show was on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. This is a blood pact, you guys. <laughs> Let's just always believe. Like no matter what happens, they just somehow through like a quirk of time and space, they're always older than we are at the at the yes, moment. Doesn't matter. Like however old matter. we currently are. Like when we're seventy, we'll just be like, yeah, I guess the Ropers were like eighty five. I don't know. She said, I don't believe you're trying to find no job. Said I seen you today, you were standing on a corner, leaning up against a post. I said, but I'm tired. I've been walking all day. She said, that don't confront me. Long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday I come out in have a rent. And out the door I went. One of my favorite parts of this song is you're not trying to find a job. I saw you standing on a street corner and he yeah. says, I'm tired. And, and that's how he says it too. I've he been said, but I'm walking tired. all day. I got to lean on something. You used to be so lovey-dovey and now you're all like, <laughs> why are you leaning on things? Why is it all money with you now? Uh, what is this, a business transaction? <laughs> uh, if we have some sort of some business sort of, relationship. Uh, uh, yeah, it's almost like we have a legally binding contract <laughs> that I am not fulfilling. I'm feeling bad for Janice, the uh, landlady. Oh, I'm definitely. I mean, this guy's, a, you know, this guy's a total, a total loser. Like, this is. Aww. He has his issues. He goes down to his friend's house and asks if he can stay for a few days. And uh, the guy says. And by the way, right before he does that, she kicks him out. Eviction number two. Yes, that's true. That's true. Is, yep. that, is that the second right. one? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's the second Got one. Sorry to keep track. Um, <laughs> so he, he says. Uh, two evictions in like four minutes. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot. So he goes down to his friend's house and he says, uh, can I stay for a few days? I do like the line. He says, I'm outdoors. You know, like as though <laughs> the guy's like, it's yeah, I, right? yeah, I understand what out. Yeah. You're outside the door. I'm inside the door. I yeah. understand. Like, you know. I, I've seen Sesame Street. I understand the relationship. I know how this works. Um, can I You're also a couple near of days? right now. Yeah. And then this guy, now this, every married man knows this trick. And this is a brilliant trick. Oh, man. Yeah, of, uh, of course, man. You're like my brother. Of course I'd let you stay here. I just, hold on. I just got to ask the wife. And then, you go, <laughs> and then you go in the kitchen and you're like, yeah, listen, George is outside. He wants to stay. No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm going to tell him no. I'm going to tell him no. But uh, I'm going to say you said. No, because <laughs> I, I yeah, need yeah, you to yeah, take yeah. the fall for this one. 
Yeah. 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 Just don't. Okay. It's just, I just, I can't, I can't like, he's not like, if I say that you said it, then he'll stop. Like if I say no, he's just, he'll, he'll come here every day. But if you said no, then he'll just give up. All right. So then when throwing so then he goes out, he's like, yeah, sorry. You know, oh, the wife, like, you, you know how ball, the old ball and chain, you know how it is. Like I can't, you know, Oh, it's such a great move. I mean, that's half the reason to get married. Yeah. It's just to have that excuse. <laughs> okay, wait a scapegoat. minute. Just to be hey, like, wait. just to be like, you know, you know, women, right? I mean, they are crazy. I, what am I supposed to do? I can't. I can, women, right? Hey, anyway. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. My, Michael, remember uh, a couple of weeks ago when we asked Dan if uh, we could stay over the house? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, hold on. Let me go ask Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back out and he said, she said no, but yeah, I thought to myself that doesn't sound like Sarah. Right. Interesting, Daniel. And also, you were like, wait that, a minute. You were like, you talked to a pile of clothes. I don't even yeah. think she's home. <laughs> what? Sarah, I spoke to her a couple of days ago. <laughs> she's in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I didn't hear that exchange. I was standing on the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leading Leading our the <laughs> That's right. But you were tired. We <laughs> were walking do? all day. <laughs> uh, anyway, this guy lies about his wife. Not letting him in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, says, can I stay with you for a couple of days? Yeah. It's not going to be a couple no. of days. No. No, of course no, it's, it's not, not going to be. That is forever. No way. And this, what has this dude been doing other than leaning on a lamppost and drinking? I'm sure he reeks to yeah. high heaven. His hair is probably all matted. He's probably filthy. You know what I mean? He hasn't been working. Like, it's just, this is definitely going to turn into like a four-month thing, if you're lucky. Right. Right. Say so, goodbye to your living room because it's yo, his yeah. Room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna want to throw out that couch after he's done with it. Yeah, you you want to watch TV tonight? You're gonna have to watch it on the small TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also like every <laughs> night he's gonna be like, "Oh, come on, man, have a drink with me." Uh, oh, you have one more? Come on, we're gonna we're gonna go down and have a couple of beers. And you're like, "Man, come on, I just I got work in the morning." Like, yeah, you know I can't do this anymore. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna end with what happened to you. It used to be so much fun. Well, I grew up, George. Right. <laughs> I have responsibilities now. Yeah, we're not oh, kids anymore, Lord. George. Okay. And then and um, the music plays. George starts to rethink his life. Actually, this would probably be really good for George. No, if you oh, let yes. him stay. What are you talking about? There'd no, be... there's no way George is gonna change. But he can see a stable home life, George, and maybe he can understand what it, what he's missing out on. Nah, you know? No. I don't think so. He's, and he'll he'll say he'll <laughs> say to like his George. friend like, "Yeah, hey there, Tom. I I wrote up my resume today." And he'll be like, "George, this is in crayon. Have you learned nothing? Like, can you can you proofread this?" And this and he's like, "All this says is one time you drank twenty four beers in a row. This is not. <laughs> how is this going to help you get a job? I don't." Understand. And George says, "Up high, give me five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nobody. So he says, makes the excuse, says, "You know, she's kind of funny." And George, I says, love that line. I know. Oh, it's so good. Everybody funny, now you funny too. Um, I love that. That's a great <laughs> yep. line. It's great. It's great. Maybe that. all the rulers are wrong, George. Yeah. I'll say this. Everybody has a friend like that. Oh, You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're so- Everybody's sorry. Yeah. What does that mean to me? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? You're sorry to me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Buddy, come on now. Don't buddy me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody has a friend like that. Yeah. Everyone. That friend that you're like, this is, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm not your keeper. Man, it used to be cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah, that was a long time ago. The story could go the other way, where it's like you used to be cool. Right. You know what? I did used to be cool. You know what? <laughs> I'm pretty Let's lame go. now. Let's go get drunk. <laughs> Let's go, George. You've got this whole life thing figured out. <laughs> so he goes back home, and says, I tell the landlady I got a job. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. pay the rent. She says, yeah. yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I love that it's yeah. like we're now down to like the individual dialogue. Because <laughs> again, now, now, now you're like seven minutes in to this. You're at the bar. You know, like you're, you're, uh, you're kind of like sucking on the ice cubes, you know? And right. he's like, and then she says, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, <laughs> really? And I'm like, yeah, really? So then she, I'm like, oh, my God. Where is, it's like, where, where is Toby? Where is he? God, you know? And Toby's like, oh, sorry. End train's running slow. And then I'll be there in 10 minutes. It's like, oh, God, another 10 minutes of this. How can Ugh. I possibly get out of this? Um, I don't think Toby even left his house yet. No, he's probably Ugh. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, now Toby. Now you're stuck with this guy. Um, yeah. And you're stuck in a corner and you can't like really, you're trying yeah, to distance yeah. yourself and be like, oh, look, someone else to talk to, but you can't. Oh, yeah. No. No, because no, what are you going to do? Like, no. you know, because that, that, and that's one of those situations where you don't have a good reason to leave. You know what right, I mean? Like right, there's, right. there's no, yeah, there's no good excuse to be like, oh, I have to go to the other side of the bar for a reason that I, <laughs> that I don't have. Um, at that point, you have to, at that point, you have to hide out in the bathroom. I will say this. Well, that's the um, thing. But even then, is, well, you yeah. know, but I'll say this. Yeah. The that's the good thing about being a woman yeah. is uh, we have a little thing called stalls, guys. I know that you guys have those weird urinal things. We have stalls. Mm. So no matter what happens, we can just be like, I'm just going to run to the bathroom. And then you just sit in the stall for as long as you need to right. texting around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, that's what you would do if you were a woman. Right. I'd be like, I'm going to the restroom. <laughs> Don't follow me, and then you just hang out in the restroom until your friend shows up. I mean, to be clear, I mean, we, mm-hmm. you you know, we do have, we also have stalls, right? Yeah, but do they even have doors? Half the time they don't have doors. <laughs> what? I don't know what you guys. What do movies in there. are you watching? Of course they have doors. <laughs> you basically just go lock yourself in a bathroom stall and sing "I Enjoy Being a Girl" from Flower Drum Song. Correct. In fairness, I do that every time I'm in a public bathroom, <laughs> yeah. and it is disconcerting to most people. So he, so, oh yeah, she says, yeah, he says, oh yeah. Uh, and then she was so nice. Lord, she would love a dummy. So, well, she thinks she's getting the money and that's, and that's yeah. the thing. I understand like it's weird that she's being nice, but also in the situation you're like, I don't know, maybe cause like I need the money. Like now I'm out like two right. months rent. Uh, and sure. now I got up like this place is probably disgusting in there. So it'll take me another month to fumigate it before I can <laughs> even start to get someone else in here. So he lied to get back in the house. Correct. Just to get his stuff. Right. Sneaks out. I guess this counts as your third eviction, even though he's sort of a self-eviction. Um, uh, here's, here was always my question. Yeah. And it probably doesn't work out for the song because it's long enough as is. But if this were me and I was like, good news, I got my rent. I, I, got, the, I got a job, so I'm going to get paid in two weeks. I'll give you the rent in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then I just hang out for two weeks. Then I duck out. I wouldn't I- immediately go and get my stuff and run out. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never been in a situation like this. I guess there's a fear, though, that you would come back one day and the door would be locked, right? So, like, this is your one that's chance true. to that's get true. in. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. She might start asking, like, a week in, like, hey, you got, can I have some of the money now? You know what I mean? Right. So maybe it's valid, best valid. to just kind of get out. Although, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I think all this guy just wants to get his stuff and get to the bar. I don't think he's thinking strategically about yeah. how much time <laughs> he has. How much stuff does he have to get? Not much, not much. I mean, he he gathered all he gathered it all up in a dirty sheet, right? A dirty <laughs> fitted sheet that he slung over his his back. Um, but he has 
less enough stuff or or as little amount of stuff that he can literally carry it with him to the bar. Right. right? right so right. it's not like he's moving like dressers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. All this stuff is fitting under his bar stool. So I go to the bar. <laughs> I call the bartender. I say, look, man, come down here. He, yep. he got down there. <laughs> wow. It's really so needy. Wait, I, I, so needy. Let's, let's, but we also got to talk to George about the uh, conservation of details, right? In story. Like, right. we got it. If you called him down, you know, unless if he didn't come down, then that's worth remarking on. But if you called right, him down right. and he came down, we can, we can infer that that's what's going to happen. Um, yes, also, yes. he's a bartender. He's going to go take your order. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be busy, but whatever. So yeah. eventually he's going to take his order. Otherwise, this guy has as bad a business model for his bar as his landlady has for her building. <laughs> right. So I want right. to say that we're- just, Nobody pays for anything. <laughs> so we have the lyrics written out here. We're all looking at a Google Doc with the, with yeah. the lyrics written out. We are now sure. on the third page. Right, right, of lyrics. <laughs> and and here's the part yeah. where the song starts. Because he says, last. he says, so what do you want? And then he actually, there's some it's sort a of a melody. I, I don't think you can call what he's doing singing. It's unquestionably a song. And he says, I want bourbon, I want scotch, I want beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. I've been drinking bourbon whiskey, scotch and gin. Gonna get high, man. I'm gonna get loose. Need me a triple shot of that juice. Gonna get drunk. Then, so then, my question is, how much of this do you think is actually him being like, I ain't seen my baby, and how much is this like, this is just like a generic blues song? You know what I mean? Like, are we are we to assume that this is part of the story, or is this just sort of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example of somebody just like sort of telling a story and then just like singing a sort of a typical song in the middle of it does that make sense yeah i see what you mean like he's like this is his like it's like he got he got to the bar and all he wants to do is sing a little ditty right uh like like a bar song he wants to sing a bar song. exactly yeah yeah that's the way yeah, i always interpreted yeah. it that like sure sure you know i mean maybe yeah. he's got some girl out there but i don't think this you're not supposed to like this is not necessarily part of the story this is just more like, uh, you know, like, like right. you this said. is just him drowning his, you know, singing there, like just drowning his sorrows. Right. Um, and singing any song that comes to mind. Yeah. This is he. He, yeah. he goes in the bar. Yeah. He orders three drinks, which, by the way, <laughs> baller move. The three yeah. drinks at once. Sure. Um, uh, gets the three drinks. And then like he goes, he puts like Piano Man on the jukebox and just sits there and just belts it out <laughs> to literally no one. After he after he accosted some nice guy for 20 minutes telling him this long, boring yeah. story, he puts T-Rex oh on the jukebox God. and just sings out loud to no one. No, I love the idea of George Thurgood being like, give me one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and then putting Piano Man on of all songs. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of the Long right. Island yeah, version yeah, of George yeah. Thurgood. Obviously, like, you know... The the George Thurgood who's in Kentucky or whatever he probably yeah, he's probably sure. putting like, a different song. time to say goodbye or something. Saying. I love the idea of of the bartender just taking his order and him saying uh, one whiskey, one scotch, one beer, right. or one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, yeah. and the bartender just being like, so th- three three drinks, three so drinks, three yeah, separate just, drinks, and, and just re- are you are we talking shots or what do we just say? Like, you know what, pint glass, pint glass, <laughs> pint glass of each. <laughs> Good. You heard uh, me. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Yeah, yeah. They all come in bottles. Bring me a bottle of each. Yeah. And hey, that beer on the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, that's oh. gross. 
It's so gross. Um, that sounds so I'd, gross. I'd like a glass of Bergen, please. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, good morrow to you, barkeep. Um, can I have a pint glass full of whatever the cheapest liquor you have is, please? <laughs> uh, creme de menthe? I will have it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's been a rough day. Give me a Shirley Temple and a Roy Rogers. It's the same thing. Here's what I'm going to say. So we were discussing whether or not we liked this song before before yes. the, the mics went on. Um, uh-huh. Rachel was positive on it. Michael, I think, was negative yes. on it. You, I'm going to give you guys time to talk about it, so don't, don't think I'm just going to brush past this. But what I will say is this was a song. So this is a song I always associate like driving around late at night. Mm-hmm. Listening to classic rock radio, which I, you know, for better or worse, I did a lot of in like my high school and college years. But driving around late at night, it would get weird. The DJs would start pulling out the songs that like they were allowed to play, but they weren't probably going to play at like two o'clock on a Tuesday. And this was one of them. Sure. Also, like I remember hearing um, Big Jet Airliner <laughs> constantly, and uh, Signs by Tesla was another one that they would like pull uh-huh. out at like you know if you're driving at, like two a.m. you'd hear that one. Right. But I just remember this one, and this was always one where I was just like, like it would start, and I think if someone had been like, "Hey, listen to this song," I probably would have liked this song a lot more. But it was always a okay. thing where I'd be like driving, and like halfway through, I'd be like, "Wait, what the?" what the hell is this? Like, what am I listening to? It's just some guy talking. You know what I mean? Like, I would never, I would always kind of like become aware of it like halfway through and I was just like, what, what is this song? What um, is this damn Zeffirelli? Just sing a goddamn song. So, so when that was the thing and it just, you know, it would just come on and I would always just be like, oh man, this one again? We're doing this with the two minutes right. of talking? So I think the song is fine. And I and I, mm-hmm. I, I you know I kind of respect it. I, I I like the idea of like the long rambling story, and it's and it, sure, it's so sure. much like a it's almost like a, a meta commentary like on a blues song, right? Because right, like right. then he sort of he purposely sings like a very cliched blues chorus, right? Where it's like right, I, right. every blues song is about I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. But yeah, like I just whenever I hear this song now. Like that vague annoyance, I it's just like it's so baked in for me that I just can't un undo yeah, it. Yeah. You know, where I'd always be like, I guess I'll flip over it's, and see what PLJ is playing. Maybe yeah, they it's got always tough when you have those kind of those kind of um, memories and you can't unhear it. Right. So you wish you could hear it with fresh ears, but you can't. Yeah. You know, so you have that. No matter how good the song is, you might just have to be like, I'm never listening to that song again, am I? Oh, well. All right. Yeah. Well, and also, like, and again, like. Everybody else can enjoy it. It would start. I would flip over to a different station. I would listen to an entire song. Yeah. Then that station would go to commercial, and I would flip back to the original station, and the song would still be playing. And I'd be like, oh, come on. Oh, my God. What the heck? So, yeah. yeah. So, that's it's really long. And, you know. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. fine. It just it it's it's a little. Are we not gonna? Is, are, is we not gonna say. are we not gonna go over the last two pages of the song? Or are we, are we just gonna no, no, sum we, it up we, with? I the... just I just figured here at the chorus would be a good time to oh I see discuss my this per- is the chorus discuss my personal feelings. I mean, yeah, I mean, what? what else? So he's one very much scotch one beer. Uh, I'm gonna get high, man. I'm gonna get loose. Uh, need me a triple shot of that juice. This is all Love good. That, that juice, by the way, is three different things. Yeah. It's a it's a alcoholic V eight, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess in some ways, like, oh. the bartender's right, probably, right. like, you know, at least the, he doesn't have to come back three times, right? At the very least, maybe that's, yeah. that's good, where he's just like, I'm going to drink nine drinks tonight. So bring them all to me now. <laughs> right, right. So I'm going to have three whiskey sours. I'm going to have two gin and tonics. Um, at the end of the night, I'm just going to start ordering tequila shots. So line four up here. I'll get to those later. Um, and then uh, and then you know what? Actually, why don't you just to, we'll cut to the chase. Uh, I'm just going to punch somebody and then you throw me out. So let me I'm just going to drink these really quick. And then, uh, you know. I'll do a, and then you'll know what to do next. Do a, you'll know what to do. But before that, I'm probably going to want to see an appetizer menu. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. I'd imagine this is the kind of bar that serves food. Yeah, so I'm going to get disco fries. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to eat three, and then I'm going to put my cigarette out in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he, so he's sitting there drinking, and uh, he asks the bartender what time it is. The bartender, you know, of course, says it's time to get a watch, um, which is a classic line. No, he says, does anybody really know what time he it says, is? He uh, says, look at the clock on the wall. It says 3 o'clock. Last call for alcohol. And um, what does he need? Now, this is genius. I wish back in my, in my younger days when I was drinking at bars a lot, back before I was funny, um, sure. <laughs> was uh, this is a great – I had not thought of this when he says last call for alcohol. And I always go, okay, you know what? Then I'll have – yeah, I'll have one more – I'll have, I'll have one more Sam Adams. Let, let's do that. Yeah. What I yeah. should have said, of course, was I'll have seven drinks. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just order as much as you can. He orders three more drinks. I don't know if you're allowed yeah. to do that. I think when they say last call, they mean like one more drink, right? And then but you're out of here. I, but I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're literally just going to suck them down, whatever. But he gets. I'd like to say that. Yeah. But I'd like to say this about the bartender. Yeah. He comes down and he he's he's been there a long time. Yeah. Either that or he's just shooting stuff down very quickly. But um. Last call for alcohol. And then he says, so what you need? Yeah. Has Georgie Boy changed up his order all night? <laughs> That's a good no. point. Yeah, but it's been a while. Good I mean, point. he ordered all this stuff up front. No, he orders one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. He finishes that one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. And then he says, bartender, I want something. The bartender says again, what can I get you? One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. And he keeps doing that. And so at the end, when it is three o'clock in the morning and it's last call for alcohol, it would be a real twist if he says, so what do you need? And Georgie boy says a mudslide. <laughs> so like, what do you need? Is the kitchen still open? <laughs> so what do you need? You know what? Just a seltzer water. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're, we're cleaning out the kitchen before we close up. You want the rest of these disco fries? <laughs> Take them home. That Take, would don't have one? Okay. But that would be amazing if he was like, so what do you need? And the answer was like something like right. a frozen daiquiri, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, but it's one bourbon, one scotch, one. Just bring him the bourbon, scotch and beer. Yeah. Don't ask him the question. But I mean, in the, it's in the bartender's defense, any yeah. normal human being would ask for one right. more drink. Right. So he's probably thinking he's going to sure. ask for one of the three, not for three more drinks. By the yeah. way, how is he paying for these drinks? I mean, I know this is probably not a classy <laughs> establishment. So the drinks are probably pretty cheap, but you still got to leave some money, right? Probably, also, in, probably in Hummel figures. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, he's probably got plenty of money. He hasn't paid his rent in three months. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have something. He's a trust fund kid. That's what you don't know. <laughs> so, so this Hummel is a, is a little girl. She's banning uh, a cat's paw. <laughs> and I would say at auction... <laughs> this is worth what is that and then he runs out of the bar <laughs> uh, 
Wait, this isn't a Hummel at all. It's a Precious Moments. <laughs> oh, this is the weird one from the 70s with the naked kids. Come on! Oh, come on. I hate those. They're so creepy. Um, so weird. Look at their real, little distended bellies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we're going to okay. sell this episode to uh, Antiques Roadshow, right? <laughs> Because I feel like our expertise is really coming out in this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> right. So, he gets, he gets one more. Um, I ain't seen mm-hmm. my baby since I don't know when. I'm going to get high. Ba, ba, ba. I want to get real drunk, he says. Uh, make it clear. I want one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. One bourbon, one scotch, a one beer. One beer. And, uh, and then the song just sort of ends there. Yeah, it does. Um. Any other thoughts? At long last, Michael, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What you 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 had you oh, had good. opinions on this song? What, I mean, just sort of cold. What do you what do you think? Because I, I am um, you 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 were not driving around listening to classic rock radio, right? Can I can I assume that, or at least not as much as perhaps me and Rachel were? So, were 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 you familiar with this song? Uh, I was familiar enough with it, not not to the point where. I was like, oh, that story song. Right. I it was always sort of like a background song, right? That right. like you'd heard of, and uh, I never paid too much attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought of it as being like two hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or the the whole upfront section was something I I never really paid much attention to. Right. Um. So, but what was the question? I, I was just curious your opinions on the your song. Your thoughts of it? My opinions on the song. It's fine. Okay. It's I don't I don't want to say anything negative about any of the songs that we review, but I it's I I the songs that I tend to gravitate to um tend to have uh like a melody and uh lyrics. Lyrics. Uh, um Chorus, bridge, you know, structure doesn't have to be typical, but, um, yeah, this is just like a lot of, uh, a lot of, there's a lot going on. It's, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Lord. I mean, I do sort of respect how like, there's no point to the song. It's literally just like a bunch of random stuff that happens, but then it ends with this guy just drinking at the bar like there's no yeah there's no plot there's no characters there's no inciting incident it's just this guy's like pathetic life uh sure that's, sure that's about it so but, yeah but the character grows so yeah, yeah he, he learns about life yeah, he grows a bar tab yeah. maybe i think it's about it hey <laughs> i mean the the thing with the song is that it's such like a bar song mm-hmm. but it's almost the opposite of a bar song because it's not like a uh, friends in low places, or something like like where where there's a chorus that That's people would thing. sing along with. Yeah, because I could also imagine if this was playing at a bar, uh, like you at some point you'd be like, Come, "Just I wanted to sing the chorus." You know what I mean? Like, what? Where's yeah. the, why is it taking so long? You guys are see, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. That you, that's insane to me, you guys. Okay. Because even if I'm like, I'll have one bourbon somewhere in a bar, yeah. in a bar, somebody will turn and say one scotch. A one beer. Oh, I know. That's like, just because you go out thing. drinking with George Thurman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. He's great. You call him George. And awesome on trivia. Like, you should take him to trivia nights. George Thurman <laughs> in trivia, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's all out. So, always steals my disco fries, though. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, yeah, all right, you take them, George. You take them. Oh, I want to be. <laughs> That's we'll George. We'll I want to be clear about something. I'm not. I'm saying, yeah. like, I'm just saying, given the weird structure of this song, I'm surprised at how popular right. it is. I'm not saying it's not popular. Okay. I'm not saying yeah, people no. don't love it. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's it, sure, it sure. shouldn't work, and yet for some reason, it does. It at does. least on some people. Yeah. It's not a song you can sing along with. Really, except for no, one bourbon, you one can't. scotch, one beer. Yeah, and then every once in a while you could be like, "Well, they ain't see my baby." Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it is. I think you like <laughs> you sort of trail off. Right. Yeah, it is sort of driving, which he know, does too, so, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, story song expanded universe. Uh, this is a segment we do where we have decided that all story songs exist in the same universe and that there are connections between them. Um, I would just say, I mean, I would imagine wherever he lives and where this bar is is probably on the cheating side of town. Um, <laughs> oh, whatever, yeah, I think whatever so. town he, he yeah. lives in. So, Sounds, sure. Well, he certainly cheated his landlady. That's out of right. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, yeah. Hey. I mean, she's like, oh, I should have seen it coming. I, when I, I can't believe when it. When I bought a building on the cheating side of town, I should have assumed most people would cheat their way out of the rent. Right, I mean, right. She's yeah. like, I thought it was just people cheating on their spouses and lovers. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize it was like Everybody's just general cheating. cheating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't ever try to play Monopoly around here because, oh my Ugh. God. <laughs> Forget the worst. It. I feel like, do you think this is, this is like what Patches grew up to be? <laughs> grew up to <laughs> maybe. be? Oh, maybe. I, I mean, he, is... he does, he does talk through it. That's the thing. Like that, this song reminds me of Patches was, because it's just like that. constant talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that actually a little bit. I was like, "Oh, is this Patches?" Because he's he sure is talking that song. Yeah, <laughs> and that's well, maybe like Patches at the bar, and you'd be like, "Let's get George and Patches together. Get these guys talking, mm-hmm. and then they'll leave the rest of us alone." Oh, because they'll just get it. Talk a blue streak to each other. <laughs> forget and tell it. Yeah. We've got to get these two together. Stories. <laughs> I mean, Patches' stories are way more depressing, but still, right, right. I mean, they just, they never end. He just won't stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, this is probably the bar where Brandy works, I would imagine. Um, probably a, oh, lot, of, that's a true. lot of people just talking to her nonstop about how great the ocean is and what their landlord, how their yep. landlady kicked them out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it's, I mean, well, Brandy's bar was like a seaport bar. Yeah. So that sure. might be by the river that the other patches lived in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or. Lived near. Yeah, yeah. Died in, <laughs> lived near. In. God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the whole point. She didn't live in the well, river. I mean. <laughs> It'd be a different story if she lived in the river. I Michael. mean, if you want to be technical about it, briefly, she lived in the river. <laughs> yeah. Probably for like two minutes or so. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then she wasn't living in the river, if you know what I mean. Poor um, Patches. All right. Anything else on, anyway. on this song? No. What else is there to say? I mean, it's literally all been <laughs> that said. That hasn't already been said in the lyrics. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a yeah, quick ready. break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with story behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Are you looking for a review of terrible horror movies without an obnoxious scene-by-scene breakdown? We cover the synopsis, each kill, and ridiculous moments that the worst streaming horror has to offer. Join Jared, Nick, and Nathan every other Wednesday as they watch bad horror movies so you don't have to. We're We're the the Spoop Spoop Squad. Squad! Let us haunt your phone or other streaming device. All right, now it's time for Story Behind the Story, where we tell you how this song came to be. Uh, So, Rachel, why don't you take it away? All right. Well, there's a lot of a deal with this story. So this story was um, released in 1977 by George Thorogood and the Destroyers on their self-titled debut album. So George Thorogood has a, a band with him called the Destroyers. They were originally called the Delaware Destroyers, and they shortened their name to the destroyers anyway after recording because their they sounded out, like a baseball team they did we'll get into that later so they were just this like uh like local band and after recording the debut album in 77 uh the george thurgood and the destroyers they uh took off on their first extended tour played a series of benefits for the california homemakers association to get their name ac- around which it, it which worked <laughs> yeah. um the bre- the record broke in san francisco with heavy airplay um and uh the album sold a hundred thousand copies uh wow. which was a lot because they were an, an independent distributor uh f- with a company called rounders this album and the 78 album uh follow-up they were very well received but if I, well, I just want to say one thing tw- this is a, this is ahead, this yeah. is a phenomenon that cannot happen anymore which is which the two follow-ups no the, the well the independent the, the 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 song that gets super popular in one small area of the country and then yes that's it. Like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you will every once in a while, like, something like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, I'm from St. Louis. And there was this local band that was huge. They right. played them on, huge. like, all huge. the radio stations. And yet, like, yeah, you have never heard, nor has anyone else ever heard of them. If they didn't live in St. Louis from, like, 1987 to 1992, you have <laughs> right, never right, heard right. of this band. Uh, and right. that's, like, a phenomenon yeah. that just, just does not, that just not happen anymore. So. Yeah, so they were huge in San Francisco at that yeah. time. But they were uh but this and their 78 follow-up um were uh very well received, but combined both albums only included two original songs. So then to tell you about uh this song specifically, mm-hmm. uh you know how we said it was it's a little bit weird, um how it doesn't really fit together. That's because this is a 
uh, medley of two different songs. So George Thurgood, this is this is recorded by George Thurgood, and I would say this is his song. This is where it gets in the weeds, guys. But it is actually a combination, a cover of two John Lee Hooker songs. The first spoken word part is actually a cover of Hooker's House Rent Boogie, which was recorded in 1950. And um, George Thurgood said, served as the backstory to the next song, which was a version of John Lee Hooker's One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer, which was recorded in 1966. So it was one song that went to another song. Thurgood told John Lee Hooker that he was going to combine the songs, to which John Lee Hooker said, okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> what, but, what, what am I, what am I your mom? Go, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you want me to do? What, what, give you my blessing? What is this? What, are you going to marry my daughter? What do I care? Uh, <laughs> so, um, but the, all of that to say that the John Lee Hooker song, One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer, itself was a cover of another song called One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer by a songwriter writer named Rudy Combs, which was originally recorded by Amos Milburn in 1953. And then Manila Ice switched the bourbon <laughs> and the scotch, and it's a whole new song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. It's a whole so different it, song. Is but, there um, a difference between, like, are the song? I mean, obviously the, the title, the words are switched around, but other than that, like, are the songs morphing and changing, or are they, like, pretty much straight covers? So... So each song, they're not straight covers. Each song sort of adds its own uh, sort of feel to it. The Amos Milburn version is a little bit more like um, like jumping blues, like a little more peppy. The John Lee Hooker, I mean, if you've heard any John Lee Hooker songs, it sounds like a John Lee Hooker song. And then the George uh, Thurgood version adds this sort of grit to it and a little bit more angst. Like with many blues songs in general, the lyrics change a bit. Okay. It's also, you're talking about a song in the fifties, a song in the sixties, and then a song in the seventies. Right. So they've changed, you know, the verse, the verses change a little bit. The lyrics change a little bit. Um, and they really do sound like you'll be like, Oh, that's definitely that song, Mm. but it's a bit of a, it feels like a different song. One quick thing about Rudy uh, Combs or Combs. I can't figure out how to say his name. He started the songwriter. He started off as a vaudeville song and dance man um, who wrote some songs for Atlantic Records. And then he was murdered by robbers in Harlem in 1962. Oh, Uh, my God. Anyway, just found that out and thought it was interesting. I was going to I was going to make a joke about how I've always wanted to be a song and dance man. I think that's like the the, what a great, you know, someone's like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a song and dance man. Do you want to do you want to make the joke now and then we can all cringe at it? I'm making it in a meta way now because. Because you ruined my joke by <laughs> pointing out the historical fact that he was horribly murdered. So thanks right, a lot, right. Rachel. Yeah, great. Ugh. My pleasure. My pleasure. George Thurgood has, throughout the years, has actually done a, many, many covers. He's a, he loves the blues. And so he does a lot of um, covers of blues. And in 1979, after the first and second albums came out, he did an interview with the Rolling Stones. And with when Rolling asked Stone. about that, he said... Wait, with, with Rolling Stones? Not, Stone? not with, the Rolling, with Stones. the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Sorry. Did I yes. say with the Rolling Stones? Oh, I mean, that yeah. would be awesome okay. if, uh, you know, if Mick's well, just like, he... so... <laughs> So George, he, tell me how you came up with. He might have. He might have also done that too, because we'll talk about it later. But they they toured with the Rolling Stones. But anyway, this is a 1979 interview to talk about why he does so many covers and not a lot of original songs. In the 79 interview with Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. 
Thurgood said, why should I write songs when Chuck Berry already wrote them all? I'd rather learn to hit a curveball to the opposite field. Spoiler alert, he's very big on baseball. And, and I will say this too, in this 79 interview, it's a great interview with him and the band. And they, they really do have a sense after these two albums, they can't figure out why they're so popular. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're just a band that people seem to like. And it's great. Like the whole thing is they talk about how they're like doing their own laundry and like their roommates together, but they've had these two well, well-received albums. Anyway, that's a side, that's a side note, but it's great. They're just kind of that's like, awesome. yeah, I don't know why people like us, but they do. For both One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer and, and One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer, there's a couple of covers that I'd like to point out. Okay. One is a 1968 French version by a, a singer named Marcel Zanini called Un Scotch, Un Bourbon, Una Beer. Uh, I have no idea if that's how you say it, but the, but the song is amazing. The song is great and it's in French and I have no idea what they're saying, but you should listen to it immediately. All right. The second one makes me furious. <laughs> the second cover of this song, and specifically of this version of this song, yeah. is done by the cast of Glee, of course, mm-hmm. because every song has been ruined by the <laughs> cast of Glee. That one is not as good. Yeah. Do you want to guess what was happening in Glee when they sang this song? Uh, I mean, I assume one of the teenage characters was a horrible alcoholic who was being evicted from their, uh, from their room. Or whatever. Or they were going to like regionals. <laughs> yeah. No, apparently one of the high school students took another high school student to the bar oh. and they drank a few cups of beer before singing this song in a sort of drunken state. That's what it said in this in this uh article. Do they do the whole so, two and a half long minute long like preamble? No. Or they just sing No, the no, chorus? no. No. They did a little bit of that right. and then they got into the one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Okay. But I don't even know if they had one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. It kind of sounded like they only had beer. But I, I didn't watch the episode because I don't care. Um, <laughs> but anyway. so I mean, I've seen uh, the episode of Saved by the Bell where Zach drinks and then gets into the car accident. And then, uh, and then so also good. the head of NBC is there for some reason. So I've, I don't need right, to see. True. I don't need to see anything more. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I know that yeah, teenage drinking is true. bad for the rest of my life. Oh, I don't need to see man. any more episodes about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys. There was an episode of Save by the Bell where Zach got drunk and crashed the car. Yes. And then, um, oh, what is his name? Brandon Tartikoff. Brandon Tartikoff. Yes, Brandon Tartikoff. Right. The president of NBC, the, the head of the network, shows up in this fictional television show to talk to Zach <laughs> yeah. about drinking. It's great. It's amazing. It's great. <laughs> sorry. It's so weird. Anyway. It's so weird. Um, and he's the second biggest celebrity they, they ever got after Casey Casey. Yeah. Casey Kasem. Oh my God, I remember that. Casey episode. Kasem to do the version, to do the behind the seat, behind the music of. No, Casey Kasem was no, he show, hosting he, the dance he does competition. A dance at, was that the dance competition? But and then Lisa, he, he but also, Lisa sprains her ankle and then she does the dance, the sprain. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, With he strange. didn't. Casey Kasem didn't do the behind the the music one. He may have come back. I don't. I don't remember that. I thought he did. Maybe he didn't. Right. But I'm just hearing it in Casey Kasem's voice. Apparently. Okay. A little bit about George Thurgood and the Delaware Destroyers. Okay. Uh, George Thurgood was... How about a little bit more about, about Saved by the Bell? Uh, anyway, remember, George remember Thurgood... Remember Screech also had a sent, sentient AI robot in his room that went completely unremarked yes. upon? That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Anyway, sorry. Oh, my God. Continue. Oh my Where gosh. the hell did Tori come from? <laughs> 
And where did Miss Bliss go? How did the entire school move to California from Minnesota? I mean, you guys know my theory on this, right? What? Is that every time Zach frees time, he was actually ripping a hole in the space-time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just science. Yeah. And so, like, re- <laughs> that's just science. so reality was changing around. That's why there's no continuity in that show. That's why, like, one yeah. episode, Mr. Belding is married and has a pregnant wife, and then she, she and the child is never mentioned again. That's because when Zach right, froze right. time, it changed reality, and they just, like, faded out of existence. <laughs> I believe the last episode was just a, a harried and disfigured Miss Bliss coming back and saying, did you think there would be no repercussions? <laughs> did you think you'd get away with it, Mr. Morris? <laughs> this must end. <laughs> and then it's a real Sopranos type ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so is, would showgirls be like the alternate timeline? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think no, so. it's all connected. Oh, totally. It's all connected, yeah. Totally, totally. Where, where Jesse fails the uh, SATs. Yeah. yeah. The, the Statler and Bash. Oh, what, what was the name of the show that he was on? It's all, it's all alternate realities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that, that, that one season of NYPD Blue with Mark Paul Gosler, yeah, it's all. Oh, yeah. They're oh, alternate yeah. realities. For, that for, never for existed. Ta- for uh, Zach messing with the space-time continuum. Right, right. <laughs> It all makes sense now. Oh, anyway, George Thurgood. What are we talking born... about? <laughs> anyway, George Thurgood was born in Delaware in on February twenty fourth, nineteen fifty. Nice. Um, he began as a solo act. <laughs> nice. <but> he... <laughs> I'm saying it's good. It's nice to be born in a nice round year. Then it's always easy to keep track of how old you. Oh, are. sure, totally, yeah. totally. Um, he was born. He was began his career in the seventies as a solo act, but he soon began the Delaware Destroyers with high school friend and drummer Jeff Simon, who's still in the band. Oh, because they were born in Delaware. There you go. All right. Uh, so this, like I said, was released, this first album was released in 77 and followed up with uh, Move It On Over in 78, uh, released under indie folk label Rounder Records, uh, which this was their first big success and it helped put, the, put Rounders on the map, who went on to sign a bunch of really strange acts considering that they started with George Thurgood, um, including Alison Krauss, Bella Fleck, Steve Martin, and E. Raquel, Jay Giles, Philip Glass, Laura Nairo, Indigo Girls, Raffi, <laughs> Rush, The Tragically Hip, They Might Be Giants, Woody Guthrie, and many, many more. Nice. Um, is crazy. I, I, I went down their list of, uh, of artists and I was like, this is insane. But they, the, George Thurgood and the Destroyers gained mainstream popularity when they were the uh, opening act for the Rolling Stones during their na- 1981 tour. So see, they did have an interview with the Rolling Stones. I told you. <laughs> I was just skipping ahead. But they also did their They opened own... not with music, but with, uh, with an actual Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with a real like bluesy beat behind it. Um, <laughs> it was all spoken word Q&A. But in 1981, they also did their own tour called the 50-50 tour, where they did did tour dates in 50 states in 50 days. It started with a date in Honolulu, followed the next day by a concert in Anchorage, Alaska. And then it just kept on going. And they swam there. So Yeah, why can't... Yeah. Why didn't they go to, like, California? Why are they going all the way up to Alaska? I don't know. Maybe a long flight. I don't know. I don't know. Alaska. Oh! Oh! I'm I'm running around the room. Oh, (laughs) snap! Oh, nice. Um, uh, in 82, uh, George, uh, George Thurgood and the Destroyers left Rounders and wound up signing with EMI, releasing Bad to the Bone, 
the single on the album, which yeah. went gold. Mm. Again, like Daniel said, Bad to the Bone is probably where most people found out about George Thurgood. Well, uh, I mean, because Bad to the Bone is also like, I mean, that's in, at least in like the 80s and 90s. That was in every third movie. So like, oh, it was. Yeah. It like, was like, meet John. There was that. Cause it was always I think it's like, in like the Dennis the Menace trailer. Well, I was gonna oh, say, without a doubt. Yeah, it's always like the meek guy, right? Who like goes crazy and then it's like, you know, yeah. where it's like, he bought a Harley and it's like, or it's like the joke is always the kid riding the big wheel, right? Yep. And then they play bad to the bone, you know, it was, uh, yeah. I'm sure exactly. it was, I'm sure it was in, it was in Problem Child, right? You know, right. It was in in all those movies, so definitely. Yeah, it was. Like, um, if the movie didn't have Bad to the Bone, it had Wild Thing. It was one of the two. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were, they, uh, you were legally required to have one of the two. You were yeah. you were legally required. This was passed. You know, it was controversial, but this was under Clinton. You had to have Bad to the Bone, Wild Thing, or Walking on Sunshine. You had one yeah, of those three songs in the in the '90s. You had one of those three songs in your movies in order to legally pass. Um, mm -hmm. that's true know, that's or, true it was FCC re re regulations yeah yeah. or you had to sneak that's it true. over the border from Toronto that was right you, if you didn't have one of those in there <laughs> the band went on to have two more gold records uh, with EMI uh, called Maverick and Born to be Bad uh, which included I Drink Alone which is a great song and the band's only Hot 100 hit a remake of Willie and the Hand Jive so uh, Band to the Bone did not uh, hit the Hot 100. This song did not hit the Hot 100, but a remake of Willie and the Hand Drive hit the Hot 100. But they've had, uh, I think they have over 20 albums and they're currently on tour. Okay. Uh, so they're still touring. And if the um, reviews that I have seen from the tour are any indication, they are still blowing it out of the water, oh, knocking sure. people off their feet. It's just a raucous good time. In an interview with American Blues Scene in July 2019, Thurgood was talking about what they what they feel is their you know their passion and and uh, why they do so many covers. And he said, "Our mission is to turn people onto obscure tunes. Some of them are still on the set today. I was doing one bourbon, one scotch, one beer before I even put a band together. I was playing that solo. It stood the test of time, which it has. I mean, it's all you know." Yeah. yeah, it's it's around. This next little tidbit is mm -hmm. for Dan. Yeah, George Thurgood, a huge, like I said, a huge baseball fan. In that '79 Rolling Stone mm -hmm. interview, he says he's talking about putting together a, a baseball team. But he is a Mets fan. Dan, nice. he says in Guitar World in 2011 Guitar World interview, he he say, stated, "I'm a Mets fan. There aren't many of us, but you know, that's me." Yeah. So there well, you go. I have a couple of things to say about that. Sure. One, I take back everything I said. I love this song. He's a genius. <laughs> uh, number two is currently at the bottom of the seventh, and they're tied. Uh, <laughs> the Mets and Cleveland are tied 2-2, and the Mets are currently uh, two games back in the wild card. So, Guys, just so you know, Dan is very invested in this podcast, <laughs> except when the Mets are on. <laughs> well, I that mean, I'm, I got- 80% invested in us, and- 20% invested in the Mets. I can, I can, I can, I have the game on with the sound off and it's I'm true. listening to whatever it's you true. crap, whatever crap you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, one of the other things that we brought up is how the hero of this story seems to be like a drunken mess all at all times. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, Thurgood has said he does not do drugs and he rarely drinks. And uh, they were talking about wh why, if there's a reason that he does or doesn't. But he said, a lot of people don't like liver and peas. It's the same with me and drugs. It's just something I don't get involved with. It's, it's not a matter of like, there's a reason why he doesn't do it. He just doesn't really do it. He doesn't like it. But so many of his songs, because, and I think partly because it's a very blues heavy, uh, and that's a big part of the blues culture is that's why he, uh, you know, that that's, it's kind of a, a weird thing that he isn't really into drugs, especially in the seventies that right. he's not into drugs, not into heavy drinking. Um, I mean, but, look, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's probably a reason why he, you know, is still going strong when he's right. almost 70, uh, <laughs> right. probably cause he well, wasn't he drinking and doing a lot of drugs back then. So exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I mean, I mean, most blues songs are about either drinking or your your wife cheating on you or both. So, yeah. I mean, it would if you're into blues, it would be pretty hard to get around that. So, uh, yeah. And then finally, the George Thurgood himself has become synonymous with one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. So much so that in Urban Dictionary, if you look up George Thurgood, it is the name of a drink water, which consists of <laughs> one bourbon, oh. one scotch, and one beer. But yeah, so that's the story behind... One bourbon, a one scotch, a one beer. All right, cool. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Are you looking for a playlist of the hottest, most bumping jams around? Well, we can help you with that. But we do have a Spotify playlist of all the songs we've reviewed on the show. So if you'd like to hear that, Search for The Story Song Podcast, the official playlist on Spotify. Then you'll hear the most lit baller bops that go hard. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for Lessons Learned. This is the segment where we talk about what lesson we learned from this song. Because every song teaches a lesson. Uh, and there's always something to take away Three from Three of them. It. So I'll start. And I'll just say that, you know, there's a, there's a show on Netflix where uh, this woman helps you declutter your house, declutter your life, you know, and, and it's a, sort of a trend now where people will pick up an item and say, does this bring me joy, you know? And I, I now I have a version of that, except sure. that for each item in my house, I pick it up and I think, would this fit in a dirty sheet and go <laughs> under a bar stool? And if not, then, then I get rid of it. Because I, you Set know, I want to, yeah, I want to, exactly. And I want to be able to, at a moment's notice, gather up everything I own, <laughs> sneak out of the bathroom window, and be able to go directly to the bar and fit everything under my bar stool. So, yep, yep. and that's, and so anyway, my show, uh, it's called, <laughs> it's called Dirty Sheet Bar Stool. Um, it's going to be on Netflix. Um, I, I it, you know, it'll be 12 episodes. Uh, I haven't submitted anything um, or even talked to anyone at Netflix, but I'm, sure, I'm pretty, sure. I mean, I'm pretty, I think you just have to send an email and then you get a green light. So yeah, the, that'll be good. Yeah. They're green lighting yeah. everything at Netflix. <laughs> everything. Sometimes it's not even a full email, just like a text message. Yeah. 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 Just, and it just, it doesn't even have to describe it. It just says show. Right. And they're like, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then they, what they do is they just put the text message as the show. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, and people watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You break it that's up into good. like that's 15 good. episodes. That's a good life lesson, Daniel. Good life lesson. Thank you. Uh, Rachel, what do you got? Um, I will say this. Uh, there's an old adage, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Mm -hmm. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Yeah. But if you order all three and drink them all <laughs> at the same time, exactly. you trick your stomach. Yeah, yeah. 
Stokes like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I guess it's okay. So then you just got to keep on it. Uh, Michael, what do you got? Um, What I learned from this song is uh, actually something I learned from the Edward Albee play, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Uh Of course. Um, And that is never mix, never worry. Okay. (laughs) So ordering a bourbon, a scotch, and a beer that's mixing. You're going to worry. What you're going to oh. want to do is order three glasses of scotch mm-hmm. at the same time. Sure. And then just like keep ordering them. Yeah. Okay. And that and that, there's nothing to worry about because you'll have forgotten everything probably mm-hmm. by the end of the third glass. The only thing to worry about is if they can get to you to pump your stomach before things go south. Yeah. Well, yeah. but at that, that point, seems, you won't care. That sort of sounds like a problem for the paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three glasses yeah. of scotch. You're not going to care. Yep. Yep. The whole time during that, all I could think about was how Michael is referencing Who's Afraid of a Junior Wolf, and I spent seven minutes talking uh-huh. about Saved by the Bell. So, you know, different strokes <laughs> for different folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. If you could, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And uh, come on back. Next episode, when we talk about another great story song. Uh, So uh, for the Story Song Podcast, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Michael? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Sorry. There we go. I thought that that was clear by my not doing anything, and I realize now that it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally any sort of indication. (laughs) (laughs) Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 